Welcome to the Leverage to Scale show. I'm Amber Vilhauer, founder and CEO of LeverageToScale.com, brought to you by NGNG Enterprises, standing for No Guts, No Glory. We work with purpose-driven business owners to develop their online platform and scale their influence. We believe that you have the opportunity to positively change the world one relationship at a time. Stick around to the end of the show in about 20 minutes and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing marketing podcasts. Let's go. So hello and welcome to the Leverage to Scale podcast. I'm your host today, Katie, and I'm here with Malcolm. Malcolm, can you tell us about what you do, what your business is, and um, who you are? Sure. Uh, My name is Malcolm DeLeo. Uh, I I run a consulting practice called Innovation Muse. uh, my business is very much focused on uh, helping kind of business, uh, helping companies find their true north. And when I talk about true north, true north is about um, where do they want to get to in the future? Where are they today? And how do we design a go-to-market strategy and sales strategy to support finding the right use cases with the right audiences to help drive sales as fast as possible? And a lot of times I work with pre-series A startups, but I've worked with everything from you know, companies that are just have angel money and uh, all the way to my first part of my career is at Clorox, but really helping bring um, that kind of creative, innovative mindset to how they go to market and how they sell what they do. As for me, um, I'm a chemist by training. I uh, worked at Clorox for a number of years uh, after graduate school. Um, I spent the first half of my career kind of with big companies kind of helping bring innovation into the organization. When I worked at Clorox, I did everything from build prototypes to manage chemical alliances with our biggest chemical suppliers to uh, building an innovation strategy process. Uh, I left there and went to a company called Damon Worldwide, which brokers private brands for food stores. Uh, There I was global vice president of innovation. I actually had to build a virtual um, innovation team across the globe to help drive uh, greater collaboration in a company that had people inside other people's businesses. Um, And then from there, I switched and flipped completely and worked in Silicon Valley the last 10 years. Actually, the funny story is um, they asked me to be a chief evangelist, which I didn't know what it was um, because I was, quote, perfect for it. But the joke of my life is I went to startups to get like a regular job, but they still put me in the crazy box. So uh, (laughs) after doing that for about, uh, you know, seven, eight years at two companies, um, when I left my last gig, I started to focus on fractionating my time. Um, with partners, old colleagues, uh, to bring this kind of uh, this consultative approach that that's really helping smaller companies um, bring sales in. Because when you hire kind of a first salesperson, either they're a big game hunter and don't like to get their hands dirty, or they're corn operated and can't bring the strategy. I'd like to think that through the network of people I bring to my uh, my engagements, I, I can bring both of those. Right. Wow. I mean, that's really cool. And like you said, helping companies find their true north and your whole journey is how you got there. Sounds really cool. Like you started out as a chemist, which is crazy. Like that sounds really cool. Um, What was the moment for you? Like you said, you know, you like went from Clorox and moved and, you know, moved through different businesses and tried to get like you went to startups to kind of have a normal job. And then you started your consulting. What was that moment for you once you like started your entrepreneurship like and your consulting business where you were like, wow, this is coming to fruition and I don't have to go back to startups or other things like that? For sure. So um, it's kind of funny. I, I started doing kind of off the cuff consulting a number of years ago. So if you look on my LinkedIn profile, my business has been around for 10 years, but it was kind of a placeholder. 
Um, and so, you know, I had done consulting on the side for, I worked for the CEO of Hallmark for two and a half years, helping them with their digital strategy and how they like engage with small companies. So I had experience. It's kind of funny that the moment, um, as with most things in life, um, it was sort of forced upon me, you know, it's, it, it was time to move on. Uh, the next jobs I'd hoped to line up didn't line up. I'd always wanted to try to do it, but you know, with our, with my own personal responsibilities, it's always, you know, when is the right time? Is it the right time? And so it sort of happened by accident, but I kind of have, um, in my career, you know, if you've ever seen the Shawshank Redemption, one of my favorite scenes is towards the end when, uh, Red is in the hotel room and he looks up at the ceiling and he sees that Brooks wrote Brooks was here and he kind of says, you know, you can either get busy living or get busy dying. So I have found that, um, you know, in the moments of transition, particularly in my career, um, I kind of think about that statement. And it was one of those moments of out of necessity, it was time to really just throw all my energy into it. And, you know, fortunately, because of the many years of um, experiences that I had, the networks I've built, the people I've sold to, the network I've built and people I've worked with, suddenly when people found out I was available, I started getting pulled into stuff. And that kind of led me to, to, you know, kind of crystallize the value proposition. It's funny. I did two podcasts and the last one they said, you know, Hey, what's your website? I'm like, uh, so, I mean, I finally set up a website, you know, maybe three or four weeks ago and frankly, uh, didn't really have to. So, you know, that's kind of the base of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's really cool. And I like that you have kind of like a mission for yourself as how you want to see your life go and, you know, what you want to do. What motivates you to keep doing this every day? Um, there's a couple of things, actually. That's an interesting point. Um, the first one is uh, I kind of I have a belief that the network provides. Um, and that's really important because, uh, you know, when I think about my website, if you look at it, it's it's pretty bare. And it's if I had to create an analogy of how I want my consulting practice to be, which leads to the next point, is I kind of want to be Morpheus from the Matrix, right? <laughs> I want people to come find me. I find that most websites have a lot of gobbledygook on them. And the reality is if you provide value and people know you provide value, they'll come find you. And based on the principles by which you operate, it will lead to business. And that leads me to, actually, I just wrote a post about this. It's on my website now. Um, one of my true beliefs in business, which is a little bit bass backwards, is I believe in friends first, business second, and relationships first, uh, business second. It doesn't mean that business isn't critical. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have tough times. But I have found over the, the, the course of my career that by building strong relationships with people and honoring those relationships first and really getting to know the people that you want to work with, when there's trouble, it makes it much easier to have a difficult conversation. It makes it much easier to put yourself in the shoes of others. So as it pertains to my business, I, I kind of live by that principle, even to the standpoint of there's times I help for free for a bit, because I don't know if it's the right thing for me to engage. It might not be a good fit. So I'd rather not mismanage expectations and get too far along just for the sake of a dollar. I'd rather invest some time and make sure that this is right for both parties so that there's no harm, no foul. So that kind of principle is what really, really drives me. And, and, and frankly, you know, the way the world works these days, it sounds crazy, but you know, I got the job at Damon and it was kind of the job I always thought I wanted. I worked for a guy I absolutely adored. And after 15 months, he told me he was leaving and he left nine months later and everything was ripped away and like, you know, in the middle of the last crisis in a day. And so in some ways, a lot of it's about, you know, you'll ne I'll never stop running again. Does that mean I'm not loyal? No, I've had jobs of nine years, two years, three years and five years. 
I don't job jump, but you always have to be looking on the horizon. And probably the last thing I'd say, um, you know, even though my startup is kind of a consultancy and maybe over time I'll add people, I've always been the CEO of the skill set I've built over the years in all the innovation jobs that I've had. And, and there's been unique skills that I've been able to build. So believing in that my skill set is a business unto itself has really helped um, build my confidence in, in knowing how I can help, where I should help and where I shouldn't help, and, and what people may need from me. So it's a little bit long, but there's a number of principles in there that are pretty important. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think that's really cool. And I think it's smart. Like how you said, you know, friends first, business second, even still allowing for the criticalness of business, but being like humanizing it in a sense, like, you know, caring for the people. Yeah. In growing your business and starting your own startup, obviously that comes with trials and tribulations. What were some hard moments or some challenging moments for you in growing your business? The hardest, the hardest thing that I've seen as I've kind of stood it up is, um, feeling like you don't have to apologize to ask, ask for the order. Um, you know, you provide a skill and one of the things is when the skill is, is, is something that you do and provide, whether it's coaching or, you know, um, supporting a CEO or helping kind of with turnaround strategy, it's, it's really, um, getting comfortable with telling people, you know, here's the line, this is the value I provide, and this is what it costs. You know, I had a lot of people when I first got started saying, you know, because I do sales stuff, they're like, oh, well, let's just do a lead gen deal. Well, a lead gen deal is someone saying to me, you know, I want your leads. If over six months we may get some business, I'll pay you on that. I'll pay you when we get business. And for me to eventually realize and, and morph that into, yeah, that's a good idea, but if you really want my attention and you want it the right way, I actually need to dig into your actual business and understand because we might need to recraft the message. I'm not just going to do that. So if you're going to commit and want access to the folks that I can help bring to you, I would rather do the job the right way, which is, you know, let's talk about your true north. Let's talk about the culture of your company and what you want it to be. Let's try to figure out what holes need to fill. So whether I can provide them or I have partners that can provide them, let's, you know, make sure that we, um, can express our business in, in a very simple way. Because with any pretty small company, you know, they all have the same thing. They all have some measure of a product that, and, and their, their organization isn't fully formed. And so being able to come in as a Swiss army knife and, you know, do a, even a, if you're not an A player, but a B level player at lots of things and an A player or an A plus player at other things, you provide the ability to fill the gaps or identify where the gaps need to be filled. So it's really about having that confidence to just say, listen, there's a value to this, you know, take it or leave it. It's okay. You know, that doesn't mean, you know, you have your hand out immediately. you got to kind of succeed your way into that relationship, like I said, but you know, that's a big part of it for me. That was the hardest part. Right. Yeah. Um, I could see how that could be like difficult. The past year has kind of been interesting for everyone. Um, how has business been for you? And is there anything that you would have redone? Well, it's kind of funny. Somebody asked me this question, like, what, you know, what's COVID for you? Like, what's the, how did COVID drive all the change for you? It happened to me before it happened. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, it's last fall. I had to figure out what to do. And I did. Um, I think that the most important thing is you got to hunt where the action's hot right now. Um, you know, a couple of the companies that I'm talking with are, are moving into businesses that are, are, are specifically focused on 
solving the COVID crisis or, or moving with the wind towards that. Fortunately, the, the, the value I provide is go to market. How do you think about it? And, and because I have a background in consumer packaged goods, retail, technology, marketing, and, 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 and I'm a scientist, it, it actually lends quite well to the things that are going on because um, people need to know how to navigate and build use cases around areas like disinfection that I, you know, had, have experience with. So for me, it happened before uh, business has been pretty good. You know, as with anything, you always have to be keeping your eye over the horizon to what, like what the next gig is going to be and the way I position my business so far. Um, but yeah, it's been very interesting and fun actually. It's been a real adventure. Yeah. I think that's like a smart way to look at it. It's like, it's an adventure. How can we make this work? How can it not like, you know, just be this like detrimental thing, you know, sure. to, yeah. Um, where do you see your consulting startup now in the next like three to five years? That's a good question. Um, I could see, I mean, I'd probably like to have it more as, uh, as a, um, oh, there we go. I got a new angle. Um, I would like to, I could see it going to a place where, um, I have a cadre of different people with different skills that I'm able to pull in so that the, the effort becomes more of a team effort. You know, maybe I'm taking the order of like, Hey, here's the problem. Okay. We need this person, this person, this person, and find a series of like-minded people to have like a virtual company so that once we do the initial assessment, you can say, okay, here are where the gaps are and here are the things that we need. And then we'll bring them in. I kind of have a partner that I'm doing two out of three and potentially three, four and five with, and we are very, very different. He's more of the operator. And I think more of the innovation strategy person. We're both strategic in our own way, but we, we kind of one plus one equals three things. You know, another gig, I, I have another person I may be doing one or two things with. So I think where I want to get to is, you know, having rates and a group of people, whether they get paid directly or not, that we bring like a virtual team in to kind of consult in a fractionated way. I think the value you can provide to companies that are trying to find their way is giving executive level help a day or two a week is way better than having someone full-time fully loaded with benefits who, you know, who you pay and it's, and mentally it's hard to move in and out of versus I get a lot out of this, this expert team for a few days a week and that's going to help catalyze my business. So that's probably where I'd like to get it to. There's another part where um, somebody suggested to me that, you know, holding kind of seminar sessions with executives like CEO startups where you're doing five or six at a time. So more of a training and like, you know, more, that's another area I'd probably go into. I've always wanted to go back and teach um, some of the stuff about what I've learned in the, in the lab, I guess, around innovation. But those are probably the two directions I'll go. Right now, it's kind of young enough and I'm just trying to still find my way, you know, and, and stay true to my principles. That's what's most important for the moment. Yeah, I think that'll be exciting to see your growth over those few years. But you just mentioned right now you're trying to find your way. So what does success look like in 2021? And what are your goals for next year? I think my goals for next year are to kind of, uh, I wouldn't say finish, but finish some of the gigs I'm in. And by finish is continue to collect metrics that back up the value proposition. There's two kind of metrics I see for myself. One is how much sales that I drive. But also with the companies I'm working with, you know, are they getting their, they're raising the money they need to, to, to launch bigger, right? And so to me, if, if a company raises funding and I'm involved in that process, whether it's 
helping to set the message for the company, helping them drive sales to be able to raise the money or even be part of the discussions when they raise the money. Um, that to me makes me feel good. Nick, if, if, if you told me write a perfect, you know, Hey, I go in, I help them get stood up. I help them raise money. Maybe I walk away with a piece of the company and the day they raise money, I say, thanks. Like, that would be okay. They may want me to continue on. They may even want to hire me full time. I'm open to anything. But that idea that, you know, there's a, there can be a beginning, middle and end and stay very focused that success can be measured by a startup raising its money with, with, with my supporting that leader any way I can, that's a win. So, you know, that's what I'm focused on for the next 12 months is getting more at bats that lead to more data to kind of continue to solidify that value proposition. That, that, you know, in a couple of cases, we're, we're kind of there, right? But I want to get that data all the way done. Wow. Well, um, we're nearing the end of our interview. Um, unfortunately, like I said, they go really fast. So my final question for you is, you mentioned some goals for next year. So how can our listeners in our community help you reach those goals? Oh, I mean, you know, if you go on my website, there's really three services, you know. <laughs> if you're a venture capital firm that wants help with their portfolio, call me. If you're a CEO that kind of wants a partner to sit next to you to help you with your strategy and who wants to get their you know, hands dirty to figure out how to go to market, call me. And if you're an individual that just wants innovation mentoring, call me. It's those three things. Um, I, the role is the same across all of them. Um, it's really about, you know, that's why it's innovation news, right? It's sitting next to someone and being both a strategist and a therapist who's willing to go out and, and get their hands dirty to help you build your business. Um, what I found is with, with most companies, whether they're small, medium, or large, the challenges a leader faces never, never, are never different. Whether the leader's you as an individual trying to get better in your career, whether you're a CEO, or whether you're a venture firm that has a number of CEOs that needs to figure out where to fix what. It's all about, you know, leadership is lonely and like, you know, being there to to be a support and to be, you know, a weapon of execution is kind of a, a fun place to play because, you know, I'm still a scientist at heart. So my approach to business is to, you know, have a hypothesis, go out and collect some data, have a theory, do research. And we need to do business research, not market research on how to formulate your business and, and begin to execute. So that's how I can get help. Yeah, that's how I can help. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Malcolm. It was wonderful talking with you today and chatting with you. And what is your website so they can go find you? Innovationmuse.io. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Malcolm. It was wonderful chatting with you today and it was fun having you on. Thank you. so much for listening to the Leverage to Scale show. If you are a purpose-driven business owner or professional who would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit leveragetoscale.com forward slash guest. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your favorite social network. If you do that, just be sure to tag us with a hashtag leverage to scale. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and pick one winner from each platform. What do you win? We are going to promote you and your business to all of our social media fans totally free. Next, if you thought this was a valuable use of your time, please support the show and give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. 
we promise to read it all and take action. I believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. My name is Amber Vilhauer, and I thank you so much for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being a part of the No Guts, No Glory movement. Thank you.